Welcome back to Freaky Geeky. This is Taylor. And this is Ash. And today I'm here with a paranormal story. Ooh, what are we doing today? I don't know. <laughs> yep, I've surprised you because I had four sets of notes and I was like, you know what? I haven't done anything paranormal yet. And it's my literally my thing. life. And I was like, let's just go with this. So we're going to talk about Paveglia Island, which is also known as the Island of Death. Okay, that sounds spicy. It is a, an island off the coast of Venice, Italy. So, Italian here. No, there uh, you go. <laughs> so, I have learned about this island before Ghost Adventures ever went there. So, I learned about it first. <laughs> I knew about it before. It was cool. Yeah, and Ghost Adventures, you know, those people. Good old Ghost Adventures. <sighs> God, that, that TikTok of, like, the ghost, that girl like pretty much imitating the ghost adventures guy like lives in my head rent free uh, it's hilarious i don't know that i've seen it i'll have to show it to you it's hilarious i've been on tiktok in so long anyway anyway islands okay so let's start with a little factual information about the island itself so paveglia is a small island located between venice and Lido and the venetian lagoon in northern italy um, a small canal desi- uh, divides the island into two separate parts. The first island appears in the historical record in 421. So it's, oh, it's damn. old. It's been there. It's been documented for a long time. Um, and it was populated until the residents fled warfare in 1379. And for more than 100 years, beginning in 1776, the island was used as a quarantine station for those suffering from the plague and other diseases. Um, and then later on, it also became a mental hospital. Oh, good. So we're just oh, yeah. already it's starting just, off with like a giant full shit gear, Like, just shifted into gear and pressed the gas Bang, bang, down. bang. Excellent. Um, Paveglia Island is among one of the most haunted places in the world. Um, the whole island's haunted, and uh, it's actually illegal to visit. You have to get all kinds of like permits and stuff. Like the reason Ghost Adventures took so long to get there is because of how much like they had to go through to get the permit to actually go. Like, there's not many people in that area of Italy that are even willing to take somebody there, like Dude. because of how haunted it is, and. I'm assuming no one lives no, there. No, it is un. It is very unpopulated. <laughs> um, but yeah. since you know they can see it from Venice and Lido, and um, and there's actually pictures that my grandfather took of the island when he went to visit Italy. Oh, wow. He took it off the coast, like, and it's just it's menacing. It's super menacing. Is it big? It's like. A- I don't know if you wrote that down. It's a pretty decent-sized island, but it's literally in the middle of a lagoon. Because I'm thinking, like, Ellis Island or Manhattan. You know what I mean? It's not Manhattan. (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. So, the island was used as a quarantine station from 1793 until 1814. Um, And then, it was used pretty much during the medieval era when the plague came and killed nearly two thirds of Europe. Yeah. You know, like 2020. Yeah. So I get it. There was like several islands like this, but Paveglia was a little different. But they used Paveglia and various islands as a quarantine and dumping ground for the dead. Oh. Yes. Oh, this line well. So some cautious communities even got into the habit of shipping away anyone who showed any symptoms of the plague. Um, and literally, people were dragged there and dumped atop piles of rotting corpses. Oh, that sounds like a nice oh, vacation. Oh, yes, totally. Um, and then sometime after the island had become a quarantine station for, like, ships arriving in Venice... Um, the plague was discovered on those two ships, and that's how it started to spread. Um, the island was sealed off and used to host people with the infectious diseases. Um, 
And then that led to legends of terminally ill Venetians waiting to die before their ghosts returned to haunt the island. That's fun. Um, so they separated the sick and dead plague victims from healthy individuals by literally shipping them to just this island in the middle of a lagoon. And two large burial pits were built for the corpses outside of the city of Venice. Holy mother of God! Oh my God! Oh what my just God. happened? I don't know. Oh my God! I'm leaving that in. Oh, I don't like that. Oh my God! My my car just unmuted itself. The radio just started talking. Oh well, my God! Ashley has transcended. My soul just left my body, but anyway. Um, <laughs> it's because it's the spooks adding to the spook factor, so keep it in. I don't know how that happened. Like, I'm oh not touching it. My Both of my hands, I was holding my headphone with one hand, and I am like literally have a cigarette in the other hand. My legs are on the floor. The only way to unmute my car is by physically pressing the screen, or there's a button on the steering wheel, which oh my I'm God, nowhere it's near. I'm telling you, they hear you. Oh. The Italian ghosts possessed they, my they car. Did. Okay, they're not happy. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy. Ooh, Ooh, buddy. Sorry, I probably gave you a heart attack on top of it. You're like, oh god, well, she's it, dying. It was like, I was like, what's happening? What's... And then I heard your radio. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a man. What happened? Well, I thought like some like weird guy like approached your vehicle. That's why I freaked out. <laughs> I just heard a voice oh from beyond, God. man. Oh, <gasps> please stick with us through this. We're we're getting back to the good stuff. I promise. <laughs> that was the good stuff. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm oh, gonna pee. I can't. Oh. I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why? <laughs> Cut out my coughing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Ah. Oh, I've got tears in my eyes. Okay. God damn it! Because ah. I don't know what what you left uh, off on to even try I, to edit I, that I out. I will get back to where I was. Okay. <gasps> I thought you were freaking out Shit. at the last thing I said. So <laughs> there is that. <laughs> and then you hear the voice from yeah. beyond. Yeah. No, okay. Lord. So, anyway, because, because they needed side. to separate the sick and the dead plague victims from the healthy people, they <laughs> built two large burial pits for the corpses outside of the city of Venice and then shipped them to the island. My body is in that oh pit right now. Um, during an excavation of the island, more than 1,500 skeletal victims of the bubonic plague were were found. Wait, when was that? They did an excavation of the island in the 1900s, like the early 1900s, when they were rebuilding the, the island to make it into a mental hospital. I was about to say, early enough, though, that they were yeah, there for a hot because- minute. They, they so they found all these skeletal remains buried in those pits during the excavation because I'd be like, no, oh, but mind. They, were, they were just like, okay, let's build a mental hospital here. So, right, could possibly go so wrong. Night, Are you psychic or right? schizophrenic? We don't know. Like, oh my god, I can't. I don't know. Um, because when I read over this case all the time, I'm just like, oh my god, why did they keep going? Like, why were they not? Because it's how I. Because Italians are incredibly religious. Like, most Italians are incredibly religious. And, like... Yeah, it's big for being Catholic, right? right? And, like, like, I, they would have seen something like that as cursed. Like, straight up. And, like, I think my grandfather said that his his grandma, so my great-grandma, she was full-blown Italian. Um, and didn't speak a word of English. But... <laughs> um, Love it. So... She used to, like, tell him stories when he was a child about Paveglia Island. It was like a ghost story. It was a ghost Ugh. story for kids in Italy. Why did that just give me and, chills? You know, my grandfather d- 
didn't like you know he never really visited he visited venice um and that and you can see the island from venice um but my family didn't live anywhere near there but like literally my family lived all in southern italy and this island's in northern italy and they all knew about it like it was just a universal thing that people were afraid of and that's right. before you can google it like it, it was ghosts all word of mouth kids like that's crazy <laughs> great great voice. italian goosebumps so <laughs> Making it even worse, in 1922, all the buildings were converted um, because they it had some existing buildings, like, from when it housed bubonic plague victims. But um, the existing buildings were converted into a, an asylum for the mentally ill. And... But you're usually haunted on their own, like, 1920s right. asylums. Because that's a bad news bears. So... The thing about this mental hospital is this is where it just gets 10 times worse. So, oh, good. A doctor at this mental facility allegedly experimented on patients with crude lobotomies. Yeah, yep, classic, classic. Literally. Um, and mo- various reports, including recently by the Travel Channel. Um, the doctor jumped from the bell tower in the 1930s after claiming he had been driven mad by ghosts. Oh, good. That'll fix it. Stay there forever. What? Um. Sorry. I don't don't mean to yell at a suicide victim, but, like, just get off the island. But this is the craziest thing is the arrival of the mentally disturbed people and the privacy of that allowed that doctor to do as he basically pleased to the patients. Oh god, that and was probably a playground. Part of not just the plague dumping, but this was also part of the reason that now it is illegal to go to. And like the legend grew from there about how to avoid it and how it was cursed and haunted. Um but the time that it was opened, um, the treatment and experimentation on the patient started coming to the outside world very slowly because the island was cut off from everybody. But the legends tell of, of um, that particularly demented doctor who worked at the hospital, um, besides doing just lobotomies against their will, mind you. The process was painful and wicked and just disgusting, like, period. But to be fair, I don't think there were that many willing people getting lobotomies. When they went and after the mental hospital closed, they went back and, like, kind of explored, like, the buildings because it literally, like, was immediately shut down, like, and they found the room in which they did the lobotomies and they found hammers and chisels and drills. And according to the nurses that worked closely with the doctor, no anesthesia was used in the process. So it was torture. Um, But he saved his darkest experiments for certain patients. Um, and those were the patients he took to the bell tower where he lo- later hung himself. So he would take these patients to that bell tower and torture them. And to this day, um, people off the coast of the island can still hear the screams. And Ugh. they are still heard today. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, he's getting chills. Yeah. It doesn't help the fact that I'm literally in a cold car, but you know. Um, And then another account of a paranormal experience that somebody had. A guy, fisherman, was um, off the coast fishing like pretty much all the way across from the island. So not on the island because he couldn't be there, obviously. But 
he stated he had heard the bell ringing, but the bell had been removed many Ew. years earlier. Yeah. Ew. Um, but the doctor that, you know, he ended up killing himself in the 1930s. He was driven mad by ghosts, so he said. Um, but he knew it was the only way for him to escape, like, you know, prosecution. Well, yeah, I guess because he's kind of, he's kind of fucked because <laughs> it's not like he can be like, never mind, I'm right, going back like, to the main island. Or the main island. I just called it um, an island, but okay. But basically, it's <clears throat> seriously, like, it was the only way for him to escape what he had done. But, yeah, okay, that's fair. I did yell at him earlier, but I, I forget. I didn't know the yeah, extent of his I'm, I'm saying, like, I, I'm sure that the souls of the dead did torment him because he was doing evil things. Um, well, hell and yeah. then there is one story that claims that some unknown entities pushed him off the tower. Um, but, but it's mainly that he jumped. That's that's the verdict. Um, so in 1968 was when it finally closed and the patients and the staff abandoned the island. Damn, that was open for a long time. Yeah. Sorry, that just hit well, me. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Like, yeah. what, 50, 60 years? So it lasted a while. Um, and it has remained unoccupied to this day. Except for the hundreds of thousands of ghosts. And nobody will even go there to tear Casual. the buildings down. They're literally like crumbling away with time. Like oh, it, it is like ew, literally ew. sitting there abandoned. Like you know what it, what vibe it gave me? Shutter Island vibes. What? Oh yeah, you're right. That story is really it Shutter is. Island. It's like, because you know the lighthouse, uh, the bell tower, come on now. But yeah. yeah, I mean, my mind is always an American Horror Story Asylum when I think right. of like old doctors. But yeah, the bell that you're so right. That is such a Shutter Island. Good movie. I haven't watched that movie in forever. So I'm going to anyway. save that fun <laughs> fact, uh, this fact about the island for last because it is, it, it, it kind of sent me. So okay, good. Excellent. Today on the island, um, because it is illegal to go there. Um, People have to get special permits to go if they even want to. Um, because, you know, there are going to be always people that just don't believe the legends and don't really believe in that kind of thing. And that is just how it is. Like, my grandfather grew up hearing these stories from his grandma. And honestly, it's very. It's funny because your grandpa doesn't really like the few times I have met him. He doesn't seem like the like the bolt, like ghosty well, believer type. No. He, he does it. He's like he's very much like kind of collected, like my dad is. Um, he he doesn't really strike me, but I did ask him about this. He's like, "Oh yeah, that was a good old ghost story when I was a kid." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> and <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're out on the field conducting interviews, man. I'm just like. Well, internet? I mean, there's a few that I just have internet knowledge of, but it's weirdly odd that my grandparents, especially, like, this story is from my dad's dad. The, a case I'm covering yeah, later, man, like... it's like a world-renowned case, but my grandfather on my mom's side lived in the same town when it happened, and I'm like, why does this keep no, you're like, shitting that's me. Gonna be the next one I talk about because it's also one of my favorite cases because of the use of forensics in it. Because I'm a forensics junkie, so. Mm. Um, Same. but here are facts about the island today as it just sits away and crumbles with time. Um, like many people say that live all like across on the coast of Venice and Lido or other parts. Um they still hear screams and they can hear the bell tower sometimes coming from the island in the middle of the night, sometimes even during the day. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not it hasn't that. been occupied by a high quantity of people since 1968. 
So that's kind of telling you something. <laughs> but yeah. So human bones still wash up on the shore of Paveglia Island. Um, cool. Because not just the hundreds of thousands of plague victims, but the mental patients were buried on the island. And I'm yeah, that's just a giant graveyard. Yeah, because literally, it's it's that's not fun. Manhattan. It is at like Ellis Island, small. Um, so like they'll just find them washed up on the shore from uh, hundreds, hundreds of years ago, you know. But Casual this bones, fact alone is what keeps people from wanting to go, and the Italian government actually tried to put it up for sale. Um, Who would buy that? Yeah, Other than maybe like yeah, Zach Baggins. dumb enough to do something <laughs> like that. But um, <laughs> just... honestly, like, it, it has not sold. It's still abandoned. They keep, like, there's there's petitions to try to get it sold and stuff like that. And it's just like, like we right? Don't like, want that's it. what just I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> take it away like honestly, vomit I don't care like, but the fact like the, all the legends and stuff are what keep um buyers away and people from wanting to go visit and it's illegal to visit but like people don't even want to go Zach Baggins wants to go yeah damn right but you know <laughs> but I know I say his name wrong, but I don't care. It's just, I know. Just bagels. Zach it bagels. We're bagels. just going to call him that. Um, so. Zach Bagels. And it is one of the most illegal places to visit. Not just one of the most haunted, but one of the most illegal places to visit. Because they're literally. That's so wild. The Italian government has secured since 1968 this, just, this legend and this curse about this island. Oh my god. I just had a fucked up thought too, because like imagine though if somebody like if there was a serial killer that lived near the island they could dump a body no one would ever know other than like eventually when someone goes there to find it like the bones are slightly right. less and old see, but you would never do know. patrol because they of course there's people that are curious and but they try to keep people away not just because of like trespassing and it is owned by the italian government but because Literally, it's more about the curse than it is about the legality. Um, because that uh, is they, so they wild, very serious. They do. It's um, my grandfather even said he's like he got chills looking at the island when he visited Venice. He said he just didn't feel Ugh. right. And I've never been to Italy. I will get there maybe one day. Um, but. My grandfather, he's Italian-American, but he has been there once. He's been to Italy once. Um, and I'm telling you, like, he's got stories for days, but he didn't want to talk about this very much. Um, that is so wild. But it, it to this day, it's still uninhibited and unsold sitting in the middle of a lagoon in Italy, literally. Um, I know that when COVID-19 started, Italy got hit, like, really, Italy got hit Oh, yeah, I remember that. And I remember that we, we talked to some of my family in Italy. We have a Facebook group for our family, and we have our Italian family in there as well. And they don't speak very well English. Apparently, Apparently I'm <laughs> not. No, no, I'm just, I'm just not. How about that? Um, they don't speak very good English. Um, but we have the translator. We can kind of decipher what we can from it. Um, and yeah. one of the oldest members of the family that still has a Facebook, um, mentioned Paveglia in the post. I actually found it. Um, in the Facebook group. Oh, wow. Um, saying that she believed it was the curse of Paveglia coming back for them. 
that people that were not repaid. Oh, dude, people had not repaid their sins. Um, she was she's extremely Catholic, and yeah. Oh, that just gave me full body chills, though. It's crazy. Um, and I just can't imagine. Like, I don't even feel comfortable. Like, my grandfather took a photo of this place, and just looking at the photo of it, just no, no. I know. I'm gonna have to look uh, up on for the no. Instagram. So this it will be was fun. very chilling. Um, because you know me, I love abandoned places. I think abandoned buildings and are beautiful. Oh, hell I yeah. love them, but there was something just kind of suffocating about that photo. Like it, it kind of just. And I was like, "How did you take this?" Like, <laughs> but that's wild. He was telling me, you know, he took the picture. Um. <clears throat> But this is this is the fun fact I wanted to wait to tell you at the end. Um, this this was very freaky to me. Um, it shouldn't be, but it is. <laughs> um, okay, I'm ready. Crazy history of this island. You think nothing else could surprise you, but this is actually a surprising, complete 100% fact. Um. That the only people who go are are farmers that are permitted to go and harvest grapes and grapevines for wine. Um, Well, yeah. That's so Italian. But this is the reason. Is because the soil there is special. Because the soil is more than 50% composed of human decomp ah! <laughs> so 50 percent of the okay soil on the island is composed of human ash and apparently the wine the the vines for the grapes did very well in it so the next time you're drinking a bottle of wine think it might have come from Paveglia island Thank God my favorite wine Yeah, if you're getting Australian. a nice glass of Italian wine <laughs> and it says it's anywhere from Venice, you might want to think, oh, I might be drinking haunted wine. Um, I'm... Uh, oh, Maybe God. that explains all the stuff that happened at Ravens. No, actually, it was funny when you were saying about like being able to hear screams and stuff. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I know I haven't said it on the podcast, but I found out after I moved out that... Um, like, her house was built on Hospital Hill. Oh, God. Which I never really, and I'm not going to say where, just in case for triangulation purposes, but when I was living there, I didn't really think much of it because, like, the entire state of Maryland and Virginia and Pennsylvania and everywhere near here is Civil War ridden and haunted as fuck, so. Oh, yeah. I didn't think anything of it. But, like, I it just, like, the history, and it didn't connect with me, but, like, all the activity we had in her house uh, but what the weird thing was, what I was going to say was, was, was that like, we'd be, we would sit on the porch all the time or whatever. And like, especially on like nice days, chilling. And we would always think we heard people walking through the woods and like, we'd hear men's voices Mm-mm. and we were like, well, maybe it's just some rednecks walking through the woods, whatever. Cause you know, you hear gunshots, you hear people You're talking, everything. yeah, whatever. It's the area. Well, I, I realized later on that that was it. This very well, like twig snapping, very well could have been like residual energy of like Civil War soldiers because there's nothing in those woods. Right. Nothing. I mean, it's, I think it's a wildlife preserve actually. Hmm. I could be making that up, but I feel like it's like it's nobody's supposed to be there. Right. And we hear people all the time. We also had. Three different instances of goats walking out of the woods up to the tree line and staring through the windows. No, thank you. Goats. I just, they wouldn't go anywhere else and they'd stand there for a long time. Speaking of goats, have you ever seen the ghost on the highway going into West Virginia? No, I haven't. I have named him. I've not seen ghost goat. I have named him Paul. He is, oh, okay. He is the good luck goat. 
Oh, he's not a ghost. He's just a goat. No, he's a literal goat. He's an oh, actual okay. goat that just chills on the side of the highway. Oh, that's kind of cute. And he's been and there. Billy wanders years. into the highway. He's been there for years, apparently. But still, I was like, good to know. Like the first time I saw him, I was like, is that a fucking goat? <laughs> well, yeah, because why? <laughs> oh my god, I felt like I was gonna say something else, and I can't remember what it was now. Definitely the residual noises like that is such a thing yeah and that's like oh that was the other thing we would hear someone will come up and knock on the door and there would be nobody there or the screen door would be wide open yeah and that's what i'm saying like the kind of activity on this island like i can't imagine what it's like on the actual island i don't think i could step foot on that island uh because if they can hear it from across the lagoon Oh my god, could you imagine? Like, no. Absolutely I imagine not. it's almost to the caliber of the suicide force in Japan. Oh no, that's... Oh, mm, 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 no, like, I can't. Like, I literally... Speaking of which, The Forest is also a really good movie. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie. Oh my god. Dad scared the hell out of me when we were watching it together because she screamed from behind me. Oh my god. She looked away or walked away and she walked back and I didn't realize she was back and there was a jump scare and she blood curdling screamed. Of course. I about she lost my damn mind. Oh of course. You know, like earlier. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> the, I don't know what the, that was and I'm really mad about it. With your haunted like our first haunted, car. Yeah, our first haunted story and my car is like, hello. Yeah. Oh, I can't even, but so that is the story of Paveglia Island and the many atrocities and terrifying things that happened there. Um, literally, I would see bones washed up on the sh- on the shore made of 50% ash and be like, okay, I'm out. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, I look at the island from the shore of, like, of mainland and be like, mm, I'm good. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm good. Uh, like, even watching the the Ghost Adventures episode about it, like, even though Zach Bagans is a fucking tool, um, <laughs> like, it just freaking, it, it freaked me out just to look at it. It really did. Like, right now, I feel heaviness in my chest just, like, thinking about it. Like, the, there's a small part of me that wants to go home and find that episode. <laughs> it's, it's not, like, it's not very exciting. But. Fair enough. The whole idea is. It's so terrifying to think that thousands of people's bodies were buried in shallow pits during the bubonic plague. And then mentally ill patients that were tortured were, like, also buried there. Yeah. And now, like, why wouldn't it be haunted? These The souls were tortured. They were abused. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, yeah. I, There's no happy granny ghost on there. Like, this is just nuts. It's, it's crazy. And that's why it got the name The Island of Death, because literally that's what it is. It's just... It, Aptly named, I'd say. Absolutely. <laughs> like, oh my god. But... It's it's one of the most interesting cases I've ever discovered and experienced, like, especially hearing stories about it and then just doing my own research because nobody that knows about it in person wants to talk about it. Right. They just That's don't. insane. They, it, it is a wide known fact across Italy. You just don't talk about Paveglia Island gonna ignore that you don't... put up a giant sheet we don't see it i mean ghost story for children like if you want to i think not like if you want to put this recording on for your kids during halloween like feel free like you know if they hear swearing on a normal basis I anyway mean, that's, that's <laughs> fair that's fair sorry but whatever um <laughs> so i will wrap this up with a fun fact I got, yeah. I got a really funny. It, this, it, it shocked me, but it didn't. But it's so funny. It's just something I never really thought anybody would put thought into. So, 
According to a 2011 UK study, cheese is the most commonly stolen food. <laughs> I mean, I've never stolen cheese, but I've consumed a lot of it. So I Ashley it. will eat a block of cheese for dinner. Like, Okay, but in all fairness, the good cheese is expensive. So, Well, the most notable heist um, of cheese was... <laughs> Eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars worth of Jesus worth of Parmigiano Reggiano wheels stolen during a single robbery in Italy. I just who 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 was that? Because I just I mean we need eight hundred seventy-five thousand dollars worth of cheese, and we need it now. I don't know if I'm mad about it or kind of want to high five them, right? <laughs> or both, kind of both. Like I'm just like, dude. Like dick, dick move. But we're not there. robbing a bank. We're <laughs> and what do you cheese. do with the cheese? Because how do you eat eight hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars worth of cheese? You can't. Well, you can't sell it. Well, the thing about not to, not to go all Italian on you, but um, Parmigiano Reggiano, like they're they come in these giant wheels. And well, they yeah, age. I guess it'll they last. Age. The better, the longer they age, the better they are. So I don't know if these people like ate all of that cheese. Oh, so they're just hanging out with Yeah, it. so I don't know if they ate all that cheese or if they tried to like sell that cheese. Who knows? I'm imagining the Italian police kicking down a wine cellar door in like 2075 and it's just the last three wheels. Right. <laughs> we got you. This is left by my great grandfather. <laughs> God damn it. But seriously, like. I was like, that's really funny. Like, they actually did a study on the most commonly stolen foods, and cheese was the one. I hear that grocery stores? Guard your dairy section. Guard your dairy. <laughs> <laughs> like, just stick somebody next to the specialty <laughs> cheese section. <laughs> because I poke my nose around there a lot because specialty cheese is delicious but expensive. Right. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, this was a fun episode. This was a fun-filled episode of Terror and Cheese. Hell, yeah. Uh, Well, as always, thanks for listening to us ramble. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. If you want to yell at us or give us recommendations or even just talk to us so I get another email other than notifications from websites, you can email us at freakygeekypodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at freakygeekypodcast. And we have a Facebook group now, so you can go over like that. Same namesake. It's not complicated. And we just want to say we appreciate everyone who's listened so far. It's really awesome to have a few loyal listeners that, at least even if they're friends, like, we appreciate you. Yeah, thanks for going on this ride with us. Yeah, it's been Listening fun. Listening to us talk and all that. And happy horse shit. We look forward to uh, recording every week. So it's like, you know. It, it, We're just having fun with it. Exactly. So, but thank you guys. And you will see us next time. All right. Oh, wait. And as always. Stay freaky. Stay freaky. Okay. Whenever you're ready. Okay. Him, him. <coughs> I'm good. One time I laughed so hard with Clayton in here, and he was just, I went like, <coughs> like really loud, and he's like, <laughs> Sorry, it's been better than me when I completely lose sound. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one. Hi, this is Taylor. And this is Ash. And welcome back to Freaky Geeky. Here for another episode of True Crime Fun. I have a case that I actually, like, really, has really interested me since I first heard about it on Forensic Files. Um, and then I found out more about it, and I really liked it. And my true crime calendar that I got, uh, not sponsored, <laughs> but, um, actually had the whole story. So I was like, I should share it. It's a, it's, it's a sign. So we're going to talk about, um, the List family. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. And uh, John E. Meal List, who um, is the center of the crime. Um, but basically, 
John and his family lived in Westfield, New Jersey. And John was a very respectable man. Um, and he had a wife uh, and three teenage children. And they lived in this beautiful mansion in Westfield, New Jersey. They were a respectable, like, religious family. Nobody had anything ever bad to say about them. Like, they were just your normal, average family. It's all kind of always how it goes, unfortunately. Yeah. It's it's crazy because literally, like, when I heard about this family, like, you would think they were just this perfect, happy family. Um, you know, dad had a good job. They had three kids with good grades. Like, mom was a stay-at-home mother. Like, you know, um, it was just, you know... Then nothing seemed off about the family at all. And actually, my grandfather is from Westfield, New Jersey. What is this? <laughs> That's another weird connection. I know. It's so odd. I don't know how it keeps happening. But um, my grandfather's from there. And my his brother, my great uncle, still lives there. Um, and they were around during the time that this crime happened in New Jersey. And um, when I asked my grandfather about it, because his memories, you know, he's in his 80s. It's a little shoddy, but he does remember the List family. He said, they were just average people. He's like, it's absolutely crazy what that man did. He's like, I went to church with him. Oh my God. Yeah, he's like, I went to church with that family. And I was like, excuse me? (laughs) I was like, but literally we could, like my grandfather's type of person, you could go anywhere and he would know somebody. Like, he's just one of those people. Well, to be fair, you inherited that from him. <laughs> yeah, like, it's it's so weird. Like, we'd go out to lunch, like, he would just know everybody. Everybody. He just, it's weird. It's so weird. But anyway. Is it weird? It's weird! <laughs> <laughs> it's freaky. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway. Wow, we are on some shit today. Yeah, we are, yeah, not... Sorry, guys, we're slap happy. We're here. Um, (laughs) so, other than (laughs) the beginning of the crime and everything, and the family just being this average, religious, normal family, um, John had a job as an accountant, and, um... He had very conservative views. He had highly religious views. um, And issues started to arise within the family. Kind of like, you know, under the cover, like under wraps. Like nobody knew about it, Mm -hmm. but it was like things inside the family. Oh yeah, especially when it's a family prestige and they always keep their internal issues really hush-hush. Yeah. Well, his teenage daughter, um, Patricia wanted to be an actress. She said she wanted to move to California, be an actress. Um, and John... What year was this? Uh, this was in 1971. Okay. This was um, 60s into 70s. <laughs> like, um, But Patricia wanted to be an actor, an actress, and John did not like that very much. Um, he thought it was sinful, and he didn't think it was a real job. Um things like that he he had problems with the way that his children were trying to like kind of branch off from the family and do their own thing kind of like you know normal growing up stuff Mm -hmm. but he didn't like the paths they were taking so in 1971 um john lost his job as an accountant oh no and started having money troubles um, you hear that a lot with Familicide. Yeah. Well, they lived in this giant Victorian mansion in, in Westfield. Um, it had 19 rooms. Okay. I mean, this place was huge. Um, and he was $11,000 behind on the mortgage payments. Oh, just, just 11000 Yeah. So, um, the mansion actually, it's called Breeze Knoll. Um, and I think I have heard this story cause I keep yeah. trying to think Breezenol was the name of the mansion that they lived in. Um, unfortunately, like it got, it was subject to arson quite some years oh. down the road uh, and burnt down. Um, <clears throat> 
so it's no longer there or standing. If it was, that'd be one hell of a place to see. Like, honestly. Probably haunted as shit, too. Um, my grandfather said it was the one, the most beautiful home in that town. Like, it was, you know, he grew up there. He was born and raised in New Jersey. So, um, he said it was one of the most beautiful houses. Like, and the only reason the the List family could afford it was because of John's job as an accountant. Right. Well, because you said the wife didn't work either. The wife didn't work, no. So, it was... As, you know, because John was very conservative, he didn't want his wife to work. Her right. job was to cook, clean, take care of the kids. All right. the fun stuff. But, um, but in the home with him lived his mother, Alma, who lived in the upstairs. Um, his wife, Helen, and their three teenage children, John Jr., Patricia, and Frederick. Um, but after John lost his job and became behind on money payments... He would get up every morning, get dressed, and pretend to leave for work, and then spent the day reading newspapers at the train station. Oh, shit. So did his family not know he no. lost his show? No. They didn't know. Um, and that's why he ended up $11,000. All right, Casey Anthony. Yeah, right. Um, but he would spend the days at the train station reading newspapers and then returning home in the evening like he was at work. Oh. Okay. Um... And instead of finding another job, uh, John skimmed money from his bank, his mother's bank accounts. Because that's what we do. And literally, his family was blissfully unaware. They had no idea. They had not a clue. Um, and as the financial pressure grew, he wanted a way out. Mm-hmm. And... It's just, this this case blows my mind because of just, why? Couldn't you just find another right. job? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he couldn't admit to his family that he lost his job because he felt, it hit him and his ego. Right, I was about to say, it's a pride thing. And he was like, I lost, like, it was shameful to him that he was going to lose his job and... Um, not be able to provide for his family and he couldn't tell them because he was ashamed. And he didn't want to say because of his pride. So, right. um, But on November 9th, 1971, he took action to get out of the situation. Um, so while his children were at school, John shot his wife, Helen, in the back of the head. And then his mother above her left eye. Jesus. Um, when Patricia and Frederick returned home from school he shot each of them in the back of the head i just why yeah um this is this this creeped me out just a little bit but then john made lunch drove to the bank to close his and his mother's accounts and made his way to the westfield high school where john jr was playing a soccer game oh no and watched the soccer game and when they got home List uh John shot his son more than ten times. What the hell? As John Jr. struggled to fight off the attack, so he had to shoot him multiple times. Oh my god. And the sad thing is, like, by this point, he's had plenty of time to sit there and think about what he's done to the rest of the family and change his mind. Yeah. And I think honestly, and they didn't say, but I think he thought it out. Like oh, to yeah. him. Killing his family was easier than admitting that he lost his job. And that's fucking crazy. That's sad as hell is what it is. No, it is. It's, it's, I I can't. Could you imagine? No, I can't wrap my head around it at all. Like, killing my family. I mean. Is, uh, like, like. We've all lost a job or two, or at least. Yeah, and struggled. But, like, you go home. You get sad, you drink a bottle of wine, bitch about it, and then go job hunting, you know? Yeah, and, like, <laughs> that's the whole thing is, like, what, at what point was he going to be, like, I lost my job. Like, but what, at what point did it reach I have to kill my family? Yeah, it's really zero like, to a hundred. I don't yeah, understand like the... that. Like, that. It was, like, literally. Boom. So... This is where things get a little little weirder with the case. Um, after he murdered everybody in the house, 
Um, he, he moved the bodies of his wife and children to the mansion's ballroom and wrapped them in sleeping bags. And he left his mother in the attic um, because apparently, I guess she was too heavy to carry down or something. But he wrote a five-page letter to his pastor before he left. Um, and quote in it, in quote, he said, mother is in the hallway in the attic. She is too heavy to move. Um, quote, end quote. What the hell? Why move them at all? Right. It was weird. For what purpose? I mean. But in the letter, he also insisted that he had killed his family to save their souls and claimed he was sure they were all in heaven. He killed them to save their souls. He thought that it was sinful for him to lose his job or some. And I don't know what exactly where the connection hit for him, but he thought he was saving them from something he did. But then he killed them. So if this was a visual medium, I'd swear I'm literally my face is this the gif of that woman with all the math equations. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And and this was also part of the letter in quotes, if things had gone on, who knows if that would be the case. End quote. That they wouldn't have gone to heaven? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so... What, did they have to buy a ticket? I'm so confused. Like, that's the thing. I think he thought it was just so shameful. And then, like I said, that he was already having issues with his daughter wanting to go off and be an actress. He thought it was sinful and shameful. And then he saved their souls from damnation because I guess he thought it was so sinful that he, or and so inappropriate that he couldn't provide for his family. So he just killed them. Uh, okay. To save them from whatever in his head. Uh, oh, but okay. Then he proceeded to cut his face out of all the family photos in the house. He turned... Where you pause? I was like, he's slicing his face up? No. Um, he proceeded to cut his face out of all the family photos in the house. I'm sorry. No. I mean... That... After this, nothing surprises me. I don't... Well, honestly, I wouldn't have been shocked either. But, you know, okay. it's just... I mean, that's a lot less dramatic. Not that he's uh, not been a drama king so far, but... Yeah, absolutely. So, he turned on all the lights in the mansion, set the radio over the intercom system to a religious station, and Ew, left the- ew, yeah. that's fucking gross. And it's creepy. Oh, God, just like Amazing Grace with a bunch yeah. of dead bodies in the ballroom. So, yeah, like, oh. yeah, he, t- he, he turned the heat off, he left all the lights on, and put the radio on, and then he left. Ew, yeah, so, after that, um, pretty much, he left, he went on the lam, and honestly, they were a family that kept more to themselves, so the neighbors around them didn't really think anything oh of it, so, it wasn't until lights started burning out in the house, and Oh they, my god! they didn't see anybody come in or out or leave or anything like that that literally they heard the music and but all the lights were on so as the lights began to burn out they started to get suspicious so that's when they called the police oh my god how long did that take though? a month oh my god a month um so it wasn't until a month later that they finally called the police as they kept watching lights burn out in the house and not seeing anybody come and go, not hearing anything at all. Ew. But they kept so much to themselves and nobody checked in on them and they didn't have family, like other family that they were oh, all there. God, in a month they're decomposing on top of the creepy bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so at that point, um, it was just kind of like, It was so odd because he was known for being, like, John specifically was known for being reclusive and antisocial. He was very quiet. He didn't share his business with people. Um, So that coupled with notes he sent to the children's school saying that the family was going on a vacation ensured that the bodies in the ballroom were not discovered for a month. Oh, my God. Like, he had it all planned out. Honestly, I'm shocked he didn't try to kill himself, because usually with this kind oh, of no, situation... He, he had way too much pride. Oh, well, obviously. Um, way too much. Um, and that's when the neighbor eventually noticed that, you know, the lights were on day and night. All the lights were on. 
Um, no activity in the house besides that creepy fucking music. Um, and when the, that's when the lights began to burn out one by one, that's when the neighbors called All the police, right. found the bodies. So soon after the bodies were discovered, John's car was found at the JFK International Airport in New York City. Um, there was no evidence that he had boarded a flight. There was no trace of him at all. So he just drove to the airport and ran into the woods? What? That's the thing. At this point, they didn't see him again for 17 years. What? 17 years he was on the limb. Well, whatever the fuck he did, he was effective. Um, so... The case really went cold. They couldn't find any trace of him. They looked at, like, you know, this was a mass murder. Like, yeah. Like, he murdered his whole family. And, like, they were looking for him. That was, like, there was a manhunt. Oh, my God. So, did he start a new life? Yep. Wait. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. So, in May of 1989. It's my worst nightmare. Yeah, right? So, in May 1989, John's crimes were profiled on America's Most Wanted with John Walsh. Ooh. And a forensic artist named Frank Bender um, made an age-progressed clay bust of John List. Like, what he would look like 17 years later. What a skill. Um, Like, he kind of, like, looked at photos of Mm -hmm. John that were recent, the most recent they had, and, like, kind of aged him. Aged him to what he would look like right. in 1989. Um, and, I mean, it it pretty much hit the nail on the fucking head, and that's what's so scary. That always blows my mind. Um, while that evening, somebody watched the America's Most Wanted episode where he was featured, and, um... They realized, oh my god, that looks like this guy we know named Bob Clark. Oh, shit. So, apparently, he was living in Virginia. And he had moved more southern into Virginia, I believe. And Still not that far if you're gonna run away. Wouldn't you go to like, California or right, something? He's like, he looks like our old neighbor, Bob Clark. And they called the America's Most Wanted hotline and reported this. So... After the episode aired, he was apprehended two weeks later in Virginia. Oh my god, that's crazy. Um, for those 17 years that he was on the lam, um, he had created a whole new life for himself. Dude. So, by- You don't deserve that. Like, right. fuck you. Right. By 1972, after, like, that was like a year after he killed his family- he settled outside of Denver, Colorado. That's where it was. He was living in Colorado okay. and moved to Virginia. Um, Old. Yeah. And he moved to Colorado, and that's where the neighbor identified him and called America's Most Wanted. Um, so he was living under the name Bob Clark. He found work as a controller at a box-making company. And he remarried in 1985. God, that is literally my worst nightmare. Yeah. And he and his wife relocated to Virginia three years later, where he resumed work as an accountant. I, uh, and when they com- they found him, um, he was convicted of five counts of first-degree murder and received five consecutive life sentences. Did you fucking imagine? Right. Right? I, like, living on the land for 17 years. Like, literally killed your whole family and gone on to live this 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 life remarried having a job like nothing ever happened are you fucking kidding me oh my god like that our poor wife our like can you imagine how my fucking shocked she must have been like you murdered your whole fucking family you could have killed me right you you killed your last wife and here i am just sleeping next to you every damn night like nothing's wrong or like you're bob clark you're not john list Whoa. and Literally, this this was the creepiest thing, was um, when he had his sentencing um, in court, the the judge, William uh, Wordheimer, he said, in quotes, 
Johnny Meal List is without remorse and without honor. After 18 years, 5 months, and 22 days, it is now time for the voices of Helen, Alma, Patricia, Frederick, and John F. List to rise from the grave. Oh, that gives me chills. Yeah, I just got them too. <laughs> um, and they they sentenced him to those five consecutive life sentences. And it's just like, you know, I can't imagine, like, if there was any remaining family, how they must have felt finding him. Oh, my God. And, like, getting that. Well, yeah, because after a while, you're like, well, maybe he did drive off and kill himself or something, you know? Well, yeah, you would think, like, it's like the whole fucking Carol Baskin thing where she had her late husband, like, legally declared dead after, like, a few years. Yeah. Like, it's surprising that they didn't do the same thing for this man. Like, you would think he, like, went off and killed himself. Right. You don't expect... And... With with the case, like, completely cold and then America's Most Wanted, boom, it's out there. Like, they find him two weeks later. Like, that's insane. That is insane. Like, the clay bust thing, like, that was the thing that fascinated me most about the Forensic Files episode was that the clay bust was so accurate down to the type of glasses he wore. You're shitting me. No. No, I'm not. Like, the same... He was wearing the same glasses. I'll have to show you the picture oh, of it. Oh, that's wild. It's fucking crazy. We'll have to see if we can find that for the Instagram. I actually... Hold on. Um... Because the bust was what was so popular. Um, so You he, know what? Now that you mention it, I think I ha- I remember... Yep, there it is. Frank Bender's bust. Oh look, my god. Look how similar it is. That is almost dead on. Right? Right? Like, that's crazy. Um, it'll be on the Instagram if you guys want to check it out. Because, um, like, I think they have it in history. Like, Ew. it's... It's in a museum now somewhere. That's so creepy. But he looked like that's... That is unnerving. Right? Y'all Google this right the, right the fuck now. It's um, Frank Bender's the, the John List bust. You can just look it up. Um, he's an amazing forensic like artist. Like, oh my God. It's, it's crazy. Like... That's wild. It... It's absolutely... Yeah. Yeah. Um... I think it's one of the most fascinating cases. Um, What's, like, you know, he was apprehended in 1982. I mean, 1989. I don't know why I said two. Um, But he died in prison in March of 2008, like 2008. He died in... 2008 he was old he was born in nine, like 1925 oh yeah he lived his he lived his whole fucking, fucking life. life dude like it's it's annoying like I, I i don't know i don't think you know yeah he he died from okay yeah he died from complications of pneumonia at the age of 82 um on march 21st 2008 while in prison custody mm so, it's, ugh. it's crazy. That's what gets me, though, because what's really interesting about these cases, like, of when a husband pops off and, you know, kills his whole family, the mother is an interesting twist here. Because um, that one you don't hear much about, like, in, in these, like, one-off instances, you know well, what I mean? I think he knew his mother... Like, well, she was there. She was in the way. I guess it's usually because the mother doesn't live with the family. Yeah, the mom was in the way, and he was skimming the money off of her bank account. Yeah. And they didn't want, she, uh, he didn't want any way to be traced. He wanted to get away with this, like, scot-free. Oh, totally. And well, because the one I'm thinking of, um, oh my god, what is, um, it was, the one, the really famous one where they left the cake on the counter. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think I do. Oh my god, which one is that? Uh, oh man, that's gonna, oh well. But like we'll think of it later. <laughs> TBD. I'll probably end up covering it. It's probably on our list anyway. But like that—that that was another thing. Same situation. Like financial troubles. You know, kind of. It, it don't. It yeah yeah. And that's because I think in that instance the daughter, the teenage daughter, got away. Yeah. Because she ran over the neighbor's house. 
And it's just absolutely crazy. Like, the family was so completely blindsided. They were so blindsided because they had no idea anything was going on. They were blissfully unaware and it got them killed. Because right. he literally orchestrated in his fuck up, fucked up mind that he had to kill his family to save their souls because of something he did. And it was a pride thing. And I literally, I literally think this man has so much pride that he wanted to sit and say, oh, well, I'm doing them a favor instead of... Of course. Yeah. And that's what's disgusting. Like, ugh. But I have a fun fact for y'all. <laughs> um, I thought this one was really funny. <laughs> the word fart is one of the oldest words in the English language. <laughs> It was first written in 1250. All right. I thought that was really funny. I don't know why. <laughs> but fart facts. Uh, fart facts. Yeah, I was just like, I think that was, I, I had no idea. I thought that was like some loose term. Yeah, like, newer. Like newer term. Like, I thought that was really funny. I don't know, but. Oh, by the way, in case you've heard weird noises the whole time in the background, uh, there's a there's a little pupper snoring behind us. Yeah, she's she's knocked out. She's make she's sleeping away. In case you were going, what is that noise? It's the dog snoring, but I don't even know if you can hear it or not. But, but it's okay. She's cute, so it's all right. But puppy snores. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gl- I'm glad you were here to learn about farts and true crime and puppy snores. Um. Woo. <clears throat> so think that's another episode in the bag uh as always you can send us an email in our empty little inbox at um freaky geeky podcast at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at freaky geeky podcast we post pictures of the cases that we upload and some you know just to keep you all updated and of course uh go find our facebook page freaky geeky podcast on facebook i said facebook like three times <laughs> and as always, stay freaky. Stay freaky, y'all.